Welcome everybody to <laughs> the Age of Pods, a Sufjan Stevens podcast <laughs> where three renowned internet personalities uh, discuss one of their favorite musicians, Sufjan Stevens. We're starting, of course, as it is December with the Christmas songs, songs for Christmas, CD one through three. I, I think I think we let's do two, and if we have room, we can do three. I don't know. Sure. My name is, as always, Jan Champion. And who else is on the pod? I'm Jan. Well, it's little, what? <laughs> well, it's little old me, Jans, Jansan, Jan Sanford. That's me. The purest of the Muffman. All the Jans and the Jans and the Sufjans are here. It's a perfect Jan storm. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's like, it's like we're doing content. Um, so let's talk about Christmas, I guess. Christmas. Christmas. So what is the Christmas? Most, it's, it's, is it the most wonderful time? It's the most time of the year. It's I a lot of say. time of the year. Just, just a lot. It's, it's a definitely lot. time. Yeah. And I recently got a, um, an iconic shitty retail job and, uh, yeah, my, my scope of the holidays has definitely been altered in some ways what do you retaliate <laughs> um uh, th th an antiquated naval base <laughs> okay <laughs> and is there like a like a lot of christmas content in there? yeah you know the um the generals all um they they do uh they make eggnog and um We we fill the torpedoes with like like Christmas cracker um, confettis and the little joke and the paper hat. Is it so wholesome? Uh, no, it's a terrible war uh, machine. <laughs> We're killing ah, thousands yes. uh, by the day. Ah yes, yes. I've walked past a store where they were selling like shitty uh, graphic tees and their Christmas. Uh, special i guess or the special christmas teas they were selling like one of them was legit it was like um just gonna send it in the uh, facebook chat the photo i took one of them was like a tie like on the t-shirt was you know a fake tie and the head of of a grinch and the other one well, next now... to it was just uh just a reskinned halloween t-shirt of of a grinch dabbing oh but the grinch God. was a skeleton so that's it's amazing clearly not originally made for christmas they just it's took a halloween design <laughs> they really just why would the grinch be a skeleton <laughs> that'd be great i would love that if the <laughs> 2033 when they reboot the grinch again with fucking flint wolf more flint wolf hard as the yes. grinch <laughs> he's just a he's a skeleton who lives in a cave and <laughs> comes down and just shits down all the chimneys <laughs> because that's christmas uh, that's sorry christmas uh, to me. little technical question uh jan did you make sure that you record with your uh yeti mic yes okay my, my yeti mic is recording tight okay uh so I, i guess let's just dive into the christmas album or like how's how's like for how uh like do you have any sort of history with uh the sufian christmas albums well I mean, this is a theological debate podcast, so yeah. maybe we could also start with our relationship to Christ and the church. And okay, uh, sure. 
<laughs> this yeah, thing is, I guess we could, um, holidays can be tough, right? Holidays can holidays be tough. can be tough. I don't know what where I'm going sure. with it. No, but like uh, you know what Jan said, how uh, everyone is, you know, as the as the the guy in the um, in the movies Saving Christmas, starring. Kirk Cameron, you know, I don't know if y'all are familiar with that movie. But... I'm familiar with the fl- with the film, yes. <laughs> but there's a guy who is like super frustrated with uh, Christmas because everything is just commercialism and people forget about uh, Jesus Christ and you know they put Santa first and forget about Jesus. And the rest of the movie is gonna show you that that guy is wrong because actually commercialism is great and exactly what. Uh, the Christian holiday of Christmas is about. Wow. It's dope as hell Ty, that we took these... <laughs> but hot take. I Christianity mean... took these pagan rituals and made them for Christ, you know? Took the, the... They're coming from Christ. You know, Santa is actually just Saint Nicholas, who was a badass Christian saint who was beating up non-believers. Literally? Mm-hmm. And it's made people an with dwarfism work for him. <laughs> yeah. That was in Asia Minor, right? Mr. Nicholas. Huh? No, he was a European adult. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, um... so anyway, you know, I, I I guess what I was trying to say is I get that feeling of uh, of the... I think the guy was named Christian in that movie, which is a little on the Talk nose. about symbolism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that's a feeling that a lot of us can relate to and... Um, you know, this this album kind of helps me not feeling that way or like actually feel Christmassy in a way that something like um, Jingle Bells Rock or uh, Simply Have a Wonderful Christmas Time is not going to make me feel. What about All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey? <laughs> you know, it's not a bad song, but... I would be lying if I was saying that I'm not fucking sick of it. Right. Well, well, that's any Christmas song, you know. I mean, yeah. that's that's Last Christmas by um, Wham. Wham. You know? Oh, sure. Me, I mean, I did a lot of like choir stuff for like a long time, and like, so I have that association with Christmas music. Um, but the Christmas Sufjan, the Sufjan Christmas music. Um, I've sort of made it a thing to like try and listen to it on or around Thanksgiving as like a start to the Christmas season a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it's what like I think. Last week of November for the, the Europeans here. Yeah, pretty much. Like the that's like the start of yeah Christmas. Yeah, because here thing. in Germany it's like uh, you know Advent is what it's called, which starts like four weeks before Christmas. Uh, depending on uh, which day the 24th is or the 25th. Uh, so it's like this year it was the first weekend of December. And like that's the time I d- start to, you know, f- uh, need to feel Christmassy, I guess. Yeah. Deck them halls. Deck them halls, yeah. That's also the time where uh, if you're going to Catholic church, which I don't do anymore. But if you did, that would be the time where like Advent songs uh, would get into the rotation. Uh, rotation, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that uh, "Kamo Kam Emanuel" was a song that 
was coming up. I don't know what the German text was, but that's definitely one. Uh, I don't know if Amazing Grace is in there, but you know. I've never heard Amazing Grace in a German church. I don't even know if that if I think it's Scottish. version of it. Yeah, I think it came there's... from Scotland to the new, new world and it skipped like the continent. Yeah. And you know Okamakom Emmanuel from church? Because I think I only know it from Sufyan. I heard it in church, but uh, when I first heard it, I already knew the Sufyan version. I see. So that was like a moment of uh, reconnaissance, yeah. if you will. Jan, weren't you a, a organ player in church at one point? Uh, yeah, I do. I still do sort of uh, piano gigs for some churches. I see. Um, I've started. I realized if I just say I'm a pian, I'm a church pianist. Uh, it's kind of a. <laughs> I I've started dressing that up as I'm a pianist who happens to do churches. Um, <laughs> so. And yeah, like um, a lot of people, I've dealt with, uh, what was it, ivory? <laughs> <laughs> I've dabbled in the in the ivory industry, yeah. yeah. Uh, professional key tickling. Um, yeah, ebony and ivory, my mm. favorite. Uh, who SNL the fuck sketch. sings that song? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, Stevie Wonder is like one of those guys who has a bunch of really good songs and like some of the worst songs ever. Yeah, if you do a deep dive on his catalog, I'm sure you'll find some some stinkers. I I like songs in the key of life though. That that's a good album. That's a good yeah, that's a classic. Mm -hmm. But then there's also um, I just called to say I love you. <laughs> classic. It's also a classic. Yeah. It's good, actually. <laughs> Do you like it? I just called to say I love you. Yeah, sure. Is that like a feeling you can relate to? Like just calling somebody to say calling I love someone them? to say you love them. Yeah. Yes, I, and I recommend <laughs> it to everybody. Just because Christmas is a time of love. Is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> it's a time where people go back to their families and just eat and go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great mom holiday. If you're a mom, you know, it's a great time. All your kids, just presents and then food and then love. Yeah. And and, and church. And that's all you need. It's that's true. That's all you need. Uh, so the first song on CD1 is Silent Night, which is only 47 seconds. It's an instrumental um, track of the legendary track. song by Joseph Moore who uh, was born in Salzburg, Austria in 1792, if I recall correctly. Um, you know, I think you're correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was called um, it was called Stille Nacht. Yeah, uh -huh. Stille Nacht. And, uh, yeah, that's how yeah, we sing that's it. The, yeah, it was a, uh, there was a, someone was writing the song and there was like the organ broke or the, the choir fell ill or something. And so they had to write the song on Christmas Eve. It was like, <laughs> it was like the, they had to put on the show to save the orphanage or something. And the, they had to, um, yeah, just they wrote it on the spot with, with just a guitar. And um, yeah, yeah, it was like Bohemian Rhapsody. They came up with it in the studio <laughs> and it was, um, yeah, and big if they, hit just like instantly. That. And, if and they then they said, just like Bohemian Rhapsody. Now yeah. we're doing the operatic part. And then everyone was going insane. 
You see, mm -hmm. because this rich man came to town and said, if I don't hear a song right now, then I will turn the <laughs> orphanage into condos. And <laughs> That's such delivered. an inspirational story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a, like, I, I ran through my encyclopedic knowledge that I have stored in my head and I've arrived at the conclusion that the version sung by Bing Crosby in 1935 is the fourth best-selling single of all time. That's impressive. What do we think of the What do we think of the top three? Jumper by Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Close, but not quite. <laughs> um, I get knocked down, but I get up again by the thub thump jumping by Tum Tumba <laughs> Chumba. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's uh, number two. Um. Younger by the Mountain Goats. That's number one. You, you got it. Got it in three. Got it in three. Uh, yeah, the actual number one is White Christmas by Bing Crosby, which, um, let me tell you, I'm one of the things I love about this album is that Sufjan didn't cover that one. Yeah, it's played out. It's so played out. It's it stinks. It's not the you know not the worst song ever, but I don't want to hear it. Also, like you know, White Christmas, the actual like the actual White Christmas, overrated. I agree. Yeah, Fox no. Fox no. Bridget, don't listen. <laughs> so then we got uh, like we mentioned, O Come O Come Emmanuel. This Stone is a fun Stone Cold classic. Stone Cold classic. Love the chorus on this one, you so know. So good. And it's also, it has that classic early Sufjan Steven sound. Yeah. With a, with a like very um, reduced singing, like, like almost whisper singing and the banjo. Yes. This is one of the things I love about these albums that you can really, you know, trace his uh, stylistic development, uh, how the, you know, instrumentations get bigger and gets more choirs and then on you know silver and gold of course with all the glitchy electronic sounds that he introduces yeah track three is we're going to the country and uh i re-listened uh, to the album today and I, I when it came out in uh well when i got it this album i listened like to everything a lot in christmas time and around but i've totally forgotten about the existence of we're going to the country <laughs> now you Did, gotta admit, those motherfuckers were going to the country. <laughs> they are. They, they were <laughs> not gonna they're lie. Really... Yeah, they were. I mean, say what you will about we're going to the country, but it's factual. <laughs> is is Sufjan singing on this one? Because it doesn't sound like him. It does sound like there's someone else right? there I, singing with him. I, I don't know who it is, but like it's the same person who also takes... Uh, he, he's also singing on It's Christmas, Let's Be Glad, but less prominently. But I think the main melody is, is by this other person. I could be wrong, but there's another song on, I want to say, Illinois... It kind of sounds like it's the same guy. Maybe. I think it's um, it's one of them. I just check. <laughs> I have probably someone for right it from his band. I it's been a yeah. while since I listened to all of Illinois. Honestly, I've been Illinois, on a big uh, Age of Arts kick recently. Illinois is great, but it goes on a little long. Yeah, there's a little too many instrumentals that have very long titles. I disagree. I think it's the perfect length and all these little instrumental interludes are perfect. And I don't even mind those. I just get, I, I get to the Sears Tower and I'm like, Ugh, all right, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the Sears Tower is not the strongest song, but it's, 
I mean, it's so, it's like dense with bangers. I mean, like one of the greatest uh, pop songs of all time, I would say, like Chicago and Casimir Polanski Day. That's, oh, absolutely. you can't go better. John Wayne Gacy Jr. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Walls with the Palisades. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the it's just absolutely gay yes. song for the absolutely gays out there. Yeah. Just so many bangers or so many, you know, untouchable yeah. songs that you can forgive the the other f flourishes or that it goes on for a little long. And then there's this one um, song that is like in four, five over four, like dip, 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 dip. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Is that Common Field Illinois? Ah, uh, probably. Mm hmm. It's a good. At one point, if we keep going with this podcast, we will talk about <laughs> Illinois probably at length. Yeah, it feels like we could now start talking about Illinois and, uh, <laughs> and it, this is the podcast. But we are in the Christmas season. Now let's let's speed through the Christmas albums, and I think if we're um, if that worked out and we've arrived in 2020 and we're you know still alive, then. Uh, we can go through the discography like a little slower because I don't think we can cover all of Illinois in just one podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, Lo, How We Rose Ever Blooming, also known as Es ist ein Rose entsprungen. Aus einer Wurzeltat. Exactly. Sleeper favorite, mm -hmm. honestly. Like as a, as a Christmas carol, it's like sleeper favorite. You'd never see it on, you know, people have shirts or whatever. They say <laughs> like, hark the herald angels sing. Yeah, you know. sure. And uh, over a skeleton Grinch. Yeah, you know. Also, nobody if I, is. Uh, if I may roast, like medieval, um, medieval uh, songwriters, it's like, bro, how many metaphors for Jerusalem do you need? Like, <laughs> all of them. It's <laughs> all of them. It's a the rose. It's is, a flower. With all these Christmas carols, like also with Emmanuel, and you know, fucking. I don't know, whatever else is coming up here, uh, what child is this? You know, the, the the thing is, for, I feel like up to fucking the 20th century, there was only like a handful of topics people could write about. Like if... It was especially Luke, if Matthew, you were, you know, John, and... Yeah. Fourth guy. Uh, Mark. <laughs> yes. Maybe is Mark is maybe, Mark you know. the Ringo of the Testament? <laughs> let's get into the theology part finally. I think Mark I is would the first one, like the chronologically first one. That's why his uh, gospel is the shortest. I would say Luke is the Ringo because Luke wasn't even a disciple; he was just a guy they knew. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a doctor, I think. And we can get into this. Like the story of the gospels was Mark wrote the first one, and then Luke and Matthew just took like eighty percent of Mark's gospel and like edit stuff from uh, other places hmm. and then and then john john got shot in his uh in a, in a hotel lobby yes. after <laughs> <laughs> yeah and john came up with a or not came up but like you know wrote down a whole new gospel that had like no material from the other three so that's why that's why john is kind of like the you know sufian stevens of the uh evangelists 100 I'm like grasping for things I remember from religious studies. <laughs> There's not much left, actually. Um, yeah, I don't have the lyrics for the Rose Ever Bloom, but you know, it's good. I don't, it's not my favorite, j just purely because uh, in Germany, it's like one of the big carols. It's going to be everywhere at Christmas time, you know. We had like a Christmas market in, in our village here, and there was a... 
brass orchestra. They were playing carols, and I definitely played that one. So, you know, it's not going to be one that I'm going to seek out when I listen to Christmas songs. On the other hand, the next one, next one is It's Christmas, Let's Be Glad, and that's a great one, I think. I'm, I'm just uh, reading the lyrics from... Uh, sorry, what was the English mm -hmm. name? Uh, low and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I love that there is a... Um, There's a prophet whose name is Jesse. It's just that's just like very. It's well, Jesse was not to um, not to <laughs> Christ explain. No, please, Christ uh, explain. Jesse what I need. The, Jesse was the father of David of of Goliath fame. David and Goliath. Oh, for real? I um, thought who was Samuel then? Who was who was Samuel king was, David? Yes. He was the king before Saul. Wasn't Saul no, the first one? Wait. I think Saul was the first one. Then it was Samuel David. was a prophet. Oh yeah, shit. No, but there That's wasn't. True. There was a king Samuel, right? Like I, I think it's one of the king's books. Maybe. Yeah. Get I your most Bibles of the out. Get your Bibles out. <laughs> Fucking. Do a I'm life gonna, read on the pod. Okay, but uh, so Jesse is David's dad. And so David is like he's the. F oh no! It was it was Solomon who I confused him with. Okay, King Solomon. Mm, never yeah. mind. Yeah. So that's a big yeah. That's a big thing in the Bible is um, Jesus's bloodline. Yeah. Of yeah Jesse and then David and Ruth is in there somewhere. Uh, fucking some others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's like a whole book. Or like a whole chapter in, in some of the Gospels, it's just his bloodline. Because it's like, it's important to connect um, Jesus to like the prophetic um, messianic tradition, right? You have to, Jesus yeah. has to be the um, foretold prophet because otherwise it doesn't make sense to found a religion on that. And it's, you know, I don't know how often you've been to Catholic Mass, but... Once. Uh, great. But, you know, there's there's always a part where they read from the gospel, mm -hmm. and then there's the big uh, uh, speech. I don't know what it's called, sermon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, there's you know an order in which they go through which chapters on which day, and once in a while it's gonna occur that they're just gonna read the chapter where they list Jesus' bloodline. So then the priest is gonna have to scramble up something about how. Uh, what's the what you can learn from from this chapter? It is just a family tree, right? Janos and Jan, this may shock you, um, but I'm a, I was raised a Protestant, and what our services are just the what? same. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wait, Jan, no, okay. you brought was... up uh, you brought up Catholic too? No, I was brought up Baptist. Baptist. Okay, Ooh, cool. We have then three. We have... we have three flavors. On the pod, mm -mm. <laughs> we have uh, the entirety we're the, we're of the experiences. Yeah, we're a Neapolitan ice cream of, of religion, <laughs> of very similar branches of Christianity. <laughs> I mean, in that they are all rooted in Europe, you know. Yeah, true. This, is yeah. Baptist rooted in Europe? Uh, I don't know the history of baptism. My specific subset of baptism, which is sort of a Like a, it was like a grassroots American push to uh, have church on Saturdays. Oh, essentially because because uh, God rested on on a Saturday. 
We're Seventh Day Baptists. Ah, yes, yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I get it. I, I this is also like this vague knowledge, <laughs> but it <laughs> didn't like the Christians just adapt the Sunday because of like some Roman tradition shit. I think it's that because sounds about right. I don't I don't know what it's uh, what's the historical reason, but like the dogmatic reason, at least for Catholics and. You know, that's probably also for Protestants because Catholicism came first. Is that it's on Sunday because Jesus's resurrection was on a Sunday? Dang, that makes uh, that makes sense. I'm down again with the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be because of uh, the Romans, nevertheless. Hey, can we talk about how fucked up Easter is? Because like <laughs> Easter should be like the most triumphant, you know, that's the most triumphant moment in in our religion. Like what we have It's like, oh, yes. oh, we uh, we just destroyed death, you know, forever. <laughs> and what do we do? We own. <laughs> we fucking own death. And what do we do? We search for eggs in our garden and there's a bunny. <laughs> what? <laughs> we fucking destroyed death. There should be like. There should be like plays where there's like somebody in a like in a reaper costume and is getting beat up or something. <laughs> the annual flogging of the reaper. <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> no, I'm on board, yeah. We yeah. <laughs> it's it's honestly. We own so death up, with like, facts and logic. It's it's the same thing with, you know, Christmas that uh you know, it's about the birth of someone. Who is very important to our my Christ, yeah. and we celebrate with putting stuff on a tree. Yeah. So you know. Well, that one we did. We did seal from the pagans. Yeah, I don't know where the Easter thing came from, though. Like that must also have been some sort of external tradition, right? Or was it a business scheme? That's also possible. Mm. Well, it's probably both. I'm probably the same with Christmas, right? Like if it, if there weren't good business reasons, we could have gotten rid of the Christmas trees and the presents. But of course, it's the big business. So they could, well, this is why it's anything. such bullshit when uh, conservatives argue about how Christmas is gonna be dead, and uh, you know nobody's gonna celebrate Christmas in ten years because it's it's like a pillar of capitalist society. <laughs> So there's there's business interest in keeping Christmas alive. There's yeah. just zero as, chance that it's going to disappear. Just as there is business interest in uh, keeping the traditional family alive. So, like, yeah, the con conservatives are just, uh, like, very, very snowflakey crying about shit that nobody's really attacking. Like, yeah. like capitalists have an interest in, uh, that um, they don't have to provide, like, good services to their employees um, because they have like uh, they're protected by a strong family, so they would want strong families. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, speaking of speaking of strong families, that's like kind of also what Sufjan is talking about in its Christmas. Let's be glad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's oh, not yeah. really. There's just one part about sing a carol to your mom because she knows what's going on. So let's talk about irony Which, here, because yeah, because what Sufjan. I mean, it's it sounds like a jokey joke song, doesn't it? I mean, if if we look yeah, at the it's, lyrics, yeah, it's there's got some that, of the like, songs are like that on this album. Like the first two lines, also like since it's Christmas, let's be glad, even if your life's been bad, there are presents to be had. Which I, I think there's that's something I love about this 
album and also silver and gold you know this uh kind of double thing of of you know these bittersweet songs where the the emotions that Sufyan has on on his regular songs still come through but like it's they're delivered in some sort of a jokey manner yeah like there's i mean well i'll save that for next time don't worry i'll have a great <laughs> thing to say about that when we get to the next one okay great <laughs> And then the last, uh, the last two two lines are a promotion for your dad. Don't be angry. Don't be mad. It's also, I mean, he's he's making fun of the traditional family um, here, right? Because that's like the, like this is the yeah. the bourgeois family yeah. where you have a mom and a dad, and the dad is like <laughs> he's slaving away for his boss, and uh, like he's he's uh, aiming for that promotion, and this is like something the whole family is like very psyched about. I mean, this is not, uh, yeah, this is never mind. It's a thing. I think I'm not saying it's not uh, real, but it's like in this. No, but I think I think this is like some kind of a through line through through all of these Christmas albums. Uh, is this uh, that that Christmas is like a mix of of all these things? And you know, when we get to Christmas Unicorn, which is the last song of all of them, there it's summed up in like one thing again about how it's how it's all of these different things at once like the both the christian thing but also the uh the family thing the pretending to be happy when you're not uh thing the you know buying presents and singing carols uh like he, he doesn't entirely renounce these things no none of these no but it's sort of a reflecting on it yeah the both albums is sort of like a it sort of represents like the whole of the christmas experience like some of it sucks and some of it is boring um but like a lot of it um a lot of it does have that emotional like connection and here especially it's very sort of um tongue in cheek almost yes in the way it's yeah you know come on let's Let's be glad, you know. Don't don't feel these things. Just eh, just just have fun. You know, it's Christmas. So for the next song, we should break down the Holy Trinity because this is a very uh, controversial <laughs> discourse. Um, like we get in trouble with the other Abrahamitic religions over this. So we should like once and for all, <laughs> like you know, because here in this song written by our good friend of the show Reginald Heber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Reggie. Shout out to Reg. Friend of the show. Hey Reggie, what's poppin'? I I love the comedy bang bang theme song that you did. <laughs> <laughs> so it has says holy holy holy, and it is three times because this is uh, also reference in the song. God in three person blessed Trinity, and this Trinity is not uh, the romantic interest of Neo from the Matrix. No, it means that God <laughs> has three forms. Did I hear that right? Wait, you said there's only one God questions, but how can he have three forms? Well, let Janos explain. <laughs> so here's the thing with the Holy Trinity. Uh, um, I think I think it's uh, mostly done to confuse uh, non-Christians. Like it's libtards. You know, we know, we understand, but we're not gonna bother explaining ah. to you. And, you know, when you're Catholic, it's even better because you draw the sign of the cross on yourself. I don't know what it's called in English. Where you say, you know, the Father, the Son, the 
Holy Spirit, you know, every time you enter church and you leave it and then like five times during mass. Right. So, you, you know, you constantly reaffirm the, the existence of a Holy Trinity, but you also have this secret sign that if you are not Catholic, it's just gonna... See, for example, uh, I didn't know that the, so complicated. the making a cross on your body, that this is uh, this has anything to do with the Holy Trinity. I, th I think it's just like, look, cross. Oh, absolutely. You, oh. you tap on your forehead and say, Father, ah. then you tap on your heart and say, Son, and then you tap on both of your shoulders and say, and the Holy Spirit. And it's because... That's interesting. Uh, because the like God, Father... Um, you know, is with you in your mind, Jesus is with you in your heart, and the Holy Spirit is giving you strength. At least that's how it was explained to me when I was nine. Fun. I never heard this. And, and it, now, if you look at yes, if you if you look at the proportions of the cross you're drawing, like it it does look like a more like an upside down cross. Yeah. You think about it. So maybe that's a that's a subtle <laughs> nod for uh, for all the Satanists out there. We that's see good. you. We see you. <laughs> Can I be real about that for a second? Yes. Like, the yeah. upside-down cross as a sign for Satan emerged super late. Like, because uh, the, the Pope also wears an upside-down cross. It's it's the well, Andreas cross, no? St. Peter or whatever who got... Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's Peter's cross. It's not... Oh, Peter. Okay. It's oh, yeah, Andreas a, is, the, is the ex. Sorry. Not the Satanist cross. It's just... I don't know at what point the Satanist church decided that they want to use an upside-down cross. I mean, fucking Satanists, their whole concept is the, it's just like, hmm, what if opposite? So I think that's how <laughs> yeah. that came about. Yeah, no, maybe always... when when we're done with Sufia and we're going to talk about the discography of Ghost and then we can get into the devil church and, uh, uh, you know swearing for the devil now i always imagined saint peter being crucified upside down but like the cross was the right way up they just they spread they spread his legs either side of the thing i guess oh. i'm thinking about it now they would turn it would be the cross that was upside down but they yeah, did his I'm... legs and arms normal they didn't just swap his arms and legs i don't know if uh if in fact like the factual historical cross was upside down or not because, like, I don't know if that would be more complicated to make than just turning him upside down. But for the symbolism, it's easier to just turn a cross upside down than to um, take a cross, but a guy is drawn on it upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, like, a crown of thorns on his dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's holy, holy, etc. Uh, yeah. What do you have... think about Sufyan's choice to uh, not include the third holy? Yeah, is he against the Trinity? Or is he just against, against the, the Holy, holy Spirit? Spirit? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Holy we, Spirit is you know... such an underrated God part. <laughs> yes. Am I right, people? Honestly, I, honestly I Holy Spirit way. strikes me as strikes me as like the kind of guy who like God the Father and God the Son are just like hanging out. And the Holy Spirit's there, and he's like there a little too late. And God the Father and God the Son are like, "Oh, we're gonna, we gotta, ooh, we gotta work in the morning. I gotta fucking go to bed soon." The Holy Spirit's just like, "Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries." And it's like, "So are you gonna, are you gonna leave or no, no, don't worry, don't worry about it. That's fine." It's like, "All right." But for <laughs> real, like uh, when I was more catholic than i was as a like as a child i was you know more into the whole thing and um because like because we didn't 
actually know what the Holy Spirit was. Because, you know, everyone knows what Jesus is. And everyone knows that. Yeah. Well, I wish, you know, am I right, fellow Christians? Sorry. <laughs> or at least, you know, has an image in their heads. But the, the Holy Spirit was always the more mysterious one, or it didn't appear, appear much. So that's why he was obviously my favorite. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, in a way that when people ask you, uh, you know, is John or Paul the, your favorite Beatle? You have to answer George and then everyone is going to start clapping. Yeah, or like when you say your favorite Christmas movie is actually Die Hard. Have you thought about that? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Holy Spirit is, <laughs> Spirit is the Die Hard of Christmas movie of God's. Yeah. That's, uh, that's put very succinctly. Because also, you know, Jesus died, but uh, there's, there's no record of the Holy Spirit ever dying. So What about the dove? Oh, of the oh, dying. About just ever. Um, no, I was I was trying to make a connection to dying hard, but I didn't quite get there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Maybe the Holy Spirit is like the opposite of die hard. It's like live soft. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Well, yeah. Huh? I don't well, think Catholicism yeah. is about being soft, though. Like, maybe mm. you Protestants live soft. Oh, we live super softly. <laughs> But we have to, you know, go to absolution. Yeah. No, this this was actually when I was um, like my my becoming of what I believe in shit was like in the, I had like this very Christian phase when I was 16 mm -hmm. and um, started going to church and shit, even like did a yeah, uh, internship at my uh, church, um, like for the like youth groups and stuff. And then yeah. I had this, in, in school, I had this teacher who was like uh, teaching like uh, Protestant religion and it was so fucking milk toast and like everything is just um, a metaphor for a thing that very um, conveniently does not um, like interest, um, does not like stand in opposition to the very specific society that we have right now. Like, you can translate any message from the Bible in that our democracy is good and, like, this <laughs> yeah. very uh, milquetoast humanism idea is good. And that, like, originally turned me down from, like, uh, God stuff again. Like, this extremely bad Protestant milquetoast way of uh, looking at things. That's totally also my issue with Protestantism yeah. in general. Like, you know, the, the actual Catholic Church as an institution super sucks, obviously. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to defend it. But like, uh, anytime my, you know, real life agnostic friends um, bring up how uh, Protestantism is less bad than Catholicism because the beliefs are less hardcore. Yeah. I always feel like, you know, what if the, the hardcore things are what <laughs> attracts someone to yeah. religion? Yeah, anyway, the last song on this CD is Amazing Grace. I Total banger. Not a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Now it was holy, holy, holy. You fucked up right out the gate. Um, yeah, it's nice just try. like he was putting on, a, on another uh, Christian classic uh, because it's kind of related to Christmas, I guess. But you're right. Yeah. Uh, it's like if I were doing a Mountain Goats cover album and I uh, like threw in a couple front bottom songs. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what this is. Yeah, 
but also very like very classic Sufjan sound and very happy for this version. Um, It's fine. Amazing Grace, good song. I mean, I think John uh, Newton, yeah. 1725 to 1807. Good shit. Good shit. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those undeniable songs you know that everyone knows um yeah. again one of the songs that i wouldn't necessarily seek out on this album just because i'm so familiar with the melody um and also i think while it has the classic sufian sound i don't think it does anything particularly interesting with it it's just it's just the baseline it's and it's fine like it's not it's true it's not bad but it doesn't add that much to it Yeah, this this CD, I think more than any of them, is kind of the... It's the one you could, like, put on around your parents and they wouldn't... Yeah, um, absolutely. They wouldn't freak out because they're being introduced to new musical ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, most of... Uh... Most of songs for Christmas uh, is works fine at a family dinner as background music in a in yeah. a good way. Like in a it it has that like the the whole banjo sound you know gives that winter feeling you want at Christmas time. Um, you know, just look at the album cover. It's like a very wholesome drawing of a Christmas tree. Uh, it's it's you know it's nobody's gonna mind. Like maybe if you get to fucking get behind me santa that's like yeah it's a little little whoa what's this weirdo music you <laughs> this this kid put on but also if they don't listen to the lyrics it's still fine yeah and it's just a fun fun jam also like you know the context for this whole thing is that he was making a christmas ep every year for his friends and uh family and gifted it them for christmas so for that it's totally fine to have something like Amazing Grace on it. Yeah, because it's fun to do. Yeah. Very easy. And it's, it's, you know, it's a cute thing he does. <laughs> a cute thing he does is music. Yeah. Now let's get into album two because, or CD two, because CD two is one that I really like. I think it's Okay. Maybe like CD2 it. and CD5 are maybe my favorites on this one. Uh, and this starts with Angels We Have Heard on High. Um, just, you know, again, 46-minute intro song for this one. Just like the first one started with a 45-minute silent... Uh, second, I mean, 45-second silent nine. And <laughs> this one's also 46 second long, seconds long. Just like, you know, Christmas tune. Um, yeah. He's just, you know, very reverent, very, you know... Yeah. But then the sound. the next one is like one of the one of my favorites from the the original songs he has on these albums. Um, put the lights on the tree. Yeah, I just googled put put the lights on the tree, and what I get is like <laughs> tutorial videos how to put the lights on the tree. <laughs> Which thank you. This is a very cute music video, like animated video. Oh for yeah. This. Oh yeah. I gotta seek that one out. Gotta find that. I haven't seen it. Need it. You know. It's, Go for it. Uh, get it. I think it's on his Mama Needs Their music video. Yeah, on, on Asthmatic Kitty's records. I'm just gonna link it here if this works. What I've realized is that really whenever Jesus Christ, like the name, is in a song, it makes it so much stronger for me. It's like always, like this is like a, like people could abuse this like as a shortcut for emotion. But like mm -hmm. here in this song, when it's like, tell her Jesus Christ is here, that's like, Whoa. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really like one of my like I, I super agree. Yeah. 
It's one of my favorite things about this song. The, you know, tell your grand, call your grandma on her phone. She's living on her own. Tell her Jesus Christ is here. Tell her she has none to fear. And that's also very be real honest. because, like, you don't call your grandma enough. Be, be honest. Yeah, it's true. I don't. Yeah. Do it while you still can, my guys. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Got to. Yeah, this is like this is like a, a good Christian sentiment, I think. Yeah. It's not the it's not the thing where it's like, you know, you need to evangelize anyone. Just like, you know, tell your grandma it's Jesus Christ is here and she doesn't have to fear. And it's you know, it's cute. It's wholesome. And and I think on, on this one, like on C D two, he also starts to do uh, more uh adventures or you know, more Uh, ambitious instrumentation. Oh yeah, what is that? I definitely get that sense. Yeah. What's the main um, melody driver? This da 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 da. Is that an organ? Probably. Yeah, um, I think it's an organ. I would have to. Or like a synth or something. But it's it sounds When really did, good. Um, hold on, I'm gonna pull up the Wikipedia page. I here think this one came out question. like around the time uh, Michigan came out. This was sort of 2000 from 2002. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Michigan I forget about was... Michigan, honestly. Michigan is a good album. It is good, but I... Yeah. It's... uh, Yeah, Enjoy Your Rabbit came out in 2001, and Michigan came out in 2003. And uh, this CD is from 2002, so it's just, you know, right between those. Yeah, that's right. But it came... I have never listened to uh, to A Sun Came. It has, like, two very good songs, I think. I'm sure it does. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it when we get through with them. A Sun Came is interesting because, like, because you, you kind of have this idea that, like, Sufjan, like, gets weirder as he goes along. Um, but, like, A Sun Came is weird as fuck, and it's his first one, so... Yeah. Throw a wrench in that one. Yeah, and then he followed it up with a electric instrumental album, right? Yeah. So it's... It's all been there, baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's true. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, I think it's just because uh, Michigan has such a uh, stripped down. Michigan and Seven Swans have like both have like this uh, this sound that you would associate with early Sufjan mm -hmm. of this. And I love the fuck out of Seven Swans. Seven, Seven Swans, Swans is wow. This is one of the best. Yeah, it has one of the best songs. Like two of my most favorite songs of all time, which are uh, The Transfiguration and uh, the title track. Yeah. Yeah, but like To Be Alone With You is also... Oh like, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, three, okay. <laughs> and I really which is like also the about the, the Jesus, To Be Alone With That's You. That's like To Be Alone With You is like one of his most Jesus-y songs. Yeah, and I, I didn't know when I first listened to it. Uh, and then I heard like, oh, oh, on the tree? Wait a minute. You know, to be along with me, you uh, went up on the tree. And I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, it's about a Christmas light. Yes. Christmas decoration exactly. on the tree. The next song is Come Thou Font of Every Blessing, which um, if you look at how much which song, like the, the listen numbers on each song on Spotify, this one is the most. This one has... 4.9 million listens on Spotify. Deserved. It's really Deserved. Good. It's a banger. You get that like like choral sound, oh, yeah. but not like choral in the sense of like really professional, like choral of just, just a bunch of people singing that I'm really into. Like it doesn't sound yeah. like a classical choir. It's just, you know. Yeah, that's what I love about like both this album and Sufjan in general, that um, 
his arrangements are very thought out but there's also still like this this kind of janky feel to it mm-hmm. or this 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 rustic feel like especially on on his early stuff which i think is uh, works really good like it's not the super polished christmas choir thing that you'd expect yeah now for some reason this is this is a non sequitur but i have the video for put the lights on the tree open in youtube and you know it's an animated video literally all of the recommendations that appear on the right side are children's youtube it's Holy peppa pig shit. and uh nursery rhymes for kids and caillou saves christmas and paw patrol every single one of them i don't know how this happened wow have you ever i recently um uh my brother gave me his old tv and i used like the youtube sort of um app on the on a tv you know um and it's fascinating when you just use a guest account and watch just one thing which for me was uh an episode of the moomins because that's just where i'm at right now mm-hmm. um like it is just like children's animation and some of it is you know like dreamworks the stuff they make for youtube but like a lot of it is that you know that's sort of what we all think of when we think of children's youtube like Johnny Johnny nursery rhymes and yes. weird uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, that whole scene. Yeah, the Frozen Elsa and Spider Man thing. Yeah, so that's a that's just a interesting thing about the world we live in, I guess. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nothing we can do your, about it. Don't put your kids in front of YouTube, honestly. Yeah, I like, wouldn't. As 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 long as they do, like YouTube doesn't get their shit together and make their kids YouTube normal, I think mm, that's like yeah. it's a dangerous thing. Like you know, buy Caillou cartoons on DVD or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just don't leave them on autoplay. No, this is my child. Hot recommend. Uh, advice. This has been Parenting Corner with Parenting with, Corner with, with three chilling. people who don't have children <laughs> that they know of. <laughs> that was a little too real Jan. oh no okay sorry jk <laughs> i saw three ships like we're back back at it again with the holy trinity <laughs> oh yeah, no no this is this is the the, the the guys this is the king guys uh, right? <laughs> the guys right yeah the guys yeah the three guys you know <laughs> they gave him uh, uh gabagool uh, gold <laughs> and, and Spotify um, um, premium subscription. Spotify premium subscription. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a fucking boomer joke. If ever. <laughs> uh, if wise men came today, they'd probably get him. Give him their Netflix password. Yeah, a Nintendo Switch. An all gender bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> If, uh, if Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was Mary, she'd have she'd have demanded free health care from the inn, <laughs> which is like the libertarian you know. three kings are just uh, three uh, three angry men who scream at the couple. Who's gonna pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, do you think like, like, conservatives think that uh, Mary and Joseph deserved the bad conditions they had to uh, had to be in? Yeah, they were foreigners. They were from Nazareth, and they came to Bethlehem, <laughs> which is a totally yeah. different region of Judea. Come on, yeah, they should stay where they were. Like, damn, yeah, 
Also, it was snowing in Israel. That's a thing, though. <laughs> Or pa yeah. Palestina. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in uh, Bethlehem in the winter once, and it was very cold, and I had a bad time. Damn, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry to Damn. hear that. F <laughs> F F. Did you still like get some sort of revelation or I don't know catharsis there? It's actually a I don't know if this is a part story, but I'm going to tell it to you. Um, because it's kind of yucky. Um, I was uh, couch surfing in Israel and Palestine, and um, uh, also my sister was living there. So I didn't have to like find couches for all the nights. Um, but I spent a long time uh, where my sister was living in Tel Aviv, and then I was like, no, I need to get out, I need to explore, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I, I had this uh, couch surfer dude in, in Bethlehem in Palestine. And just went uh, to him I, i said maybe can i stay three nights and he was like yeah yeah sure sure um i came there he was living in a in a big house um in bethlehem he was christian um and he was living alone with his mom and after like three minutes it became apparent that he is a closeted uh, gay man who always invites uh, young boys uh, to him to stay in his uh, in his house And his house was creepy as fuck. It was full of like the tackiest Christmas decorations and like, you know, just like very gross stuffed animals and shit. And uh, I had like, and I came there and felt very uncomfortable, but like I had, didn't have anywhere to go at that point. It was like the evening. And so I stayed there and had like to, to, to like block his like advances. He like wanted to massage me and all that shit and wanted to sleep in one bed with me. And and that happened in my life. <laughs> there's no wow. yeah. There's n so n what I learned in Bethlehem <laughs> is uh, it's hard <laughs> when you <laughs> when you're in a foreign place and it's uh, snowy and you're staying with a person who's like very hot for you and you're not hot for them. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Fucked up. Kind of. Fucked up if you think about it. Anyway, I love the Three Ships song. <laughs> yeah. This is a great song. song. I don't know. What does this song have to do with Christmas? <laughs> I mean, I know obviously it's, it's like it's like they wrote a song about just some ships and they're like, yeah, we'll put Jesus in, I guess. <laughs> like, Yeah, you uh, know, they have to make every second line on Christmas Day or on Christmas Day just just so you don't forget that it's a Christmas yeah. song. It's like it's like the they were brainstorming and they were like, okay, so we got this um, this boat song. Uh, what are we gonna do with it? Oh, uh, uh, what if it's uh, <laughs> the Virgin Mary and Christ were there? Yeah, I guess that'll do. <laughs> like uh, they were just there. They're on the boats. Like you know, the thing is, the they timing they got was there on a, Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus was on the other boat. <laughs> And the third boat was family values. <laughs> But this is weird, though. Like, I don't get this song. Now that I'm looking at the the actual lyrics, which I don't know who wrote this. Richard W. Adams. And yeah, that's it. And so, Richard, what are you talking about? Three ships come sailing in. And what was in those ships? All three. Mary, Mild, and Christ were there. Spread over three ships. <laughs> Spread over know. three ships. <laughs> <laughs> no mention of poor Joseph and his other kids. Yeah. This nobody this talks the... about how Jesus had siblings. It's this is wild to me. Fucked up. What if Jesus made right, a made a podcast with his siblings called 
My brother and Christ and me. Hmm? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> If Jesus lived today, he'd had a, have a podcast, but no one would listen to it. Wow. He'd only have 12 listeners. Wow, think about that for a second. <laughs> Well, would he would he order blue apron to feed the multitude? I've got a great new recipe of loaves and fish. <laughs> yeah, they only delivered one, so he <laughs> made it into many. They blue apron or what is the the wine delivery service that delivered water <laughs> instead? Yeah, makes you think. <sighs> <sighs> it does make you think. I think. Next track is only at Christmas time, and I don't know if I remember it. Uh, it's like you know, he sings that it's only at Christmas time. Yeah. This is this. This is a wait. There's a music video to this. Okay. Oh no, that's just a just a still image. Okay. This is yeah, kind of forgettable this one, but it's it's okay. Yeah, it's it's not like a standout original. Yeah. Do do y'all like overall prefer his originals or his covers? I don't know if that's a question that makes sense to ask, but you know. I Which think one? a lot of the yeah, I I tend to like the originals more. I feel like yeah, you know, um, there are some standout covers yeah, but there are far more standout originals. Like this is probably one of the only um only originals that I'm not like crazy about. Yeah, this and like one or two others, but most of them are really good. And but and like from the covers, uh, I don't think we'll get to it today. But you know, later on, I'm not crazy about the Friendly Beasts or the Little Drummer Boy. Like I just can't stand the song. I think Friendly Beast uh, is very cool. That's fair. It's cute. I like it. Friendly Beast is okay, but it's kind of long and repetitive. It's very uh, saccharine. Is that a word? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it has like this weird th theology of. Uh, You know, all the animals were so nice to him. But they were, though. Come on. <laughs> they were, though. Yeah, and God loves That... all the animals and yeah. stuff. Yeah. There was a fucking cow there. He could have just come over and... Make no, me I mean, a burger. Baby Jesus' head clean yeah. off. But he didn't. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the real animals were humanity. <laughs> oh, God. Mm -hmm. They put him in the feeding trough. Yeah. If you think about it, the horses. Who's gonna pay yeah, for that? Think about it. <laughs> Once in uh, Roy Royal one. David City, let's let's yeah, run. And this comes back to what we were talking about with Jesus's family tree. Yeah, David. Because the the whole thing about Bethlehem is uh, v very like I, I'm not even sure if it's controversial. Like historically, I think. Uh, most people agree that the actual Jesus was born in Nazareth, not in Bethlehem, and that they made his birthplace Bethlehem for the symbolism of that was also David's birthplace. Yeah, I've heard that too. And that this, like, this, uh, what is it in, in, in uh, Luke? That they have like this this counting like the the emperor the census yeah the census yeah yeah that's also people are saying this is made up probably that's that's also probably made up like there's no logical or historical reason also for uh, for the king of Palestine uh, to you know murder all firstborn right or murder all children oh yeah like that would have been logistically super 
hard and there was no reason for him to do that. And also like kind of a bitch move, like if we're honest. It's kind of a bitch move. Yeah. Kind of a bitch move. It's it must be said. <laughs> it's kind of cringe if you think about it. <laughs> you decreed cringe, bro. King Herod was a fucking cuck. <laughs> we all know it. He was a beta cuck. Yeah. He got owned by a baby. <laughs> was he also How the one who got... <laughs> who was king when uh, John the Baptist got his head cut off by his daughter? Not not John the Baptist's daughter, the king's daughter. I don't know. I think it was another Herod. Probably. Maybe the same Herod. That's that's the thing with history, that most of the kings are going to have the same name. Or the ones that that's follow true. each other. I like this I like song. how every king... Yeah. It's good. It's, I think it's one of the better like the covers. Beat. It's uh, written by Cecil Alexander and Henry, Ga- Henry Gauntlet. You did, a, you did a good job writing this song. Henry Gauntlet. Henry Gauntlet, Holy but shit. with two T's. Hark! I, I fuck with it. With a hard T at the end, yeah. Hark! Uh, Hark the Hero Dangerous Sing is, I think, just an instrumental. By Felix Mendelssohn. Um, hey, Felix Mendelssohn. Shout out to Felix. And the next one is one of my favorites, I think. Uh, uh. What Child Is This Anyway? I'm trying to think how it goes. Is this one where he like changes the melody up and like, yeah, does other shit? I think he. I'm not sure if he changes the melody up or just modulates, but uh, it has it, it has like really heavy guitars in the or like mm, like yeah. these I don't know droney or <laughs> I'm not gonna say shoegazy, but you know uh, <laughs> very reverby guitars. I think which is unusual for Sufjan, but it's welcome. And uh, you know the the music is just green sleeves. Well, yeah. But you know, it's still it's still a good one. This is also on. Uh, I don't know if you all are into uh, Sun Kill Moon or the Red House Painters, but uh, uh, the guy from from there, like Mark Kozak, also did a Christmas album, and he also has this one on it, and it's also a good cover. Yeah, the um, what's Greensleeves about? Uh, about how the. the you know, That's about his, his stepfather, pale green, paint pale your... green sleeves. Huh? Mountain okay. Goats fans. I was gonna say that you need to have like the the sleeves of your shirt needs to be green, for as like a fashion advice. What's the what the fuck is the lyrics of Green Sleeves? I only know the melody. Like my sleeves are green and. <laughs> Alas, my love, you yes. do me wrong to cast me off discourteously, and I have loved you also long, delighting in your company. Greensleeves was all my joy. Greensleeves was my delight. Greensleeves was my heart of gold. And who but my lady Greensleeves? It's uh... what? It's like a Drake song. <laughs> what is this Drake about? problematic song. Uh, a possible interpretation of the lyrics is that Lady Greensleeves was a promiscuous young woman, perhaps even a prostitute. At the time, the word green had sexual connotations. Dang. Most notably in the phrase, a green gown, a reference to the grass stains on a woman's dress from engaging in sexual intercourse outdoors. Intercourse. Sorry. <laughs> you tried. I tried. Uh, an alternate explanation is that Lady Greensleeves was, through her costume, incorrectly assumed to be sexually promiscuous. Her discourse rejection of the singer's advances supports the contention that she is not. Yeah, this is just a Drake song. <laughs> I used to call you on my green sleeves. Fire. I got nothing. Fire. That's really good. That's also a song that Sufjan covered. Is it really? Yeah, he did it on the. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, he like on the Carrie uh, and Lowell tour out of all tours, he did it as an encore. I did not know that. Now, would you yeah. would you say that was the definitive version? <laughs> well, since um, I mean, he added a melody to it, right? Yeah. No, it's actually a really good cover. I like it. And you know, Drake's yeah, problematic anyway, so fuck him. That's true. That's true. He's not allowed. It's not okay he's... anymore. Yeah. He so has uh, you're talking about... Ghostwriters uh... and put, put out a lot of bad, mediocre albums, so you know. Yeah, that's sort of his main issue. <laughs> um... It's the only thing problematic about him that he uses Ghostwriters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, one of his albums could get rated like 12 out of 10, and he'd be like, that's the perfect number. Um... Have you heard this album, Evan, that we're talking about? I've literally never heard a Sikhion Stevens song. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's good. Is he? I've heard he's like sad, but... Not always. Sometimes. He's emotionally yeah. intense. Yeah. Mm. But so you know, if probably... the mountain goats don't make you sad, then Sufia maybe still will. Like, I think Carrie and Lowell is, is gonna make you sad. Mm, well, well, I was gonna say we'll see, but I we probably won't. Listen uh, to Seven Swans. Never. If you wanna listen to Primer, I think that's one of his best. Like, if you Seven actually Swans. want to get into Sufjan, you probably listen to Illinois because that's like his big classic album. Seven uh, Seven Swans sounds like the uh, most most uh, fucking stripped down no stripped down version of Peter and the Wolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have the budget for any of the animals because we accidentally bought. So they were having an issue on the website and I was trying to buy the swan and it wasn't going through. And so I clicked six more times than I needed to, but accidentally all of them went through. So now we have seven swans. I'm so sorry. Um, Evan, is, yeah, is Peter and the Wolf the only animal related story you've ever heard? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's just my favorite. I just really like it. I mean, it's a um, how's that one go? No, that's something else than that. Oh yeah, that's Saria's song. What's Peter and the Wolf? It's like there's like an oboe in it, and it's a duck. Peter, Peter and the Wolf. A tale as old as time. Peter and the Wolf. That's great. There's like a fucking main like riff to Peter. Not a riff, is it? It's classical music. It's there is, melody. but like I haven't heard it in a very long time, and the only thing I can think of is uh, is Pierre Gunt. Bring a torch, Janetta Zabella. Bring that fucking torch. I love that song. Throwing his hat into the lo-fi game, recorded it on, I believe, a, like a, a, a telephone. Oh, really? Like a straight-up voicemail machine, Whoa. I believe. Yeah, Don't true. Quote it, me on that. it says it on the Genius page. Yes. Which means that it yeah, has somewhere. to be true. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like how this one, like, this is, you know, you can hear that it's, like, it definitely does sound more lo-fi. Yeah, you can... Yeah, but I like the I like the sound of it. It's very um, you can feel the the sort of not lonely, but it, well, actually, yeah, it, it sounds sort yeah, of that's that's a good lonely and 
forlorn. You can really feel the emotion in the room. I don't know who Jeanette and Isabella are. I guess I thought it was one person named Jeanette Isabella. Jeanette Isabelle, maybe. I think, I mean, they're both first names, but who knows with the French. Why were French people around when Jesus is sleeping in his cradle? Oh my God, did you all read this? Sorry. Um, but this song was originally not meant to be sung at Christmas. It was considered dance music for French nobility. That's, that's, that's wild. That's the funniest thing I could imagine. I'm listening to dance music. <laughs> Mon dieu, sacre bleu, I like this track. You know, everyone's just skanking to bring the torch on it. <laughs> oh my God. God. All the best Christmas songs are dance music though, right? Yeah. Last Christmas, All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, yeah, Silent Night. Silent Night. <laughs> the fucking Nightcore version. Actually, shit, that'd be pretty fucking good, wouldn't it? <laughs> sure. Uh, fuck, damn. Everyone in this podcast is Jan or Jan. Uh, who am I talking to? Uh, Jan. Yes. Can you make Nightcore Silent Night, please? I can... <laughs> I can try. I only <laughs> vaguely understand what nightcore is. I, I know it's, admit, you I also speed don't it know what a nightcore is. Is it evanescence? Uh, it's like so. Imagine evanescence, but uh, you put like a fast, like you put a drum, another drum beat over it, and then you just like sort of sped it up by like. Oh, so it's reverse vaporwave. <laughs> it's reverse vaporwave. I think yeah. Okay, yeah, I can do that in like five minutes. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> Fuck, that's gonna be so good. Just, just drop that in Spoo when you get a chance, please. Yeah, you got it, yeah. Are you going to do the Sufjan version or any of the other ones? Uh, I'll do all the Sufjan versions. Um, yeah, there's like a full version of Silver and Gold, right? Okay, I have to go now. Can yeah. you uh, make like yeah. an outro or something and then you send me the files? Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, you got it. Cool. Yeah. See you. It was fun. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so this podcast is going to end with the Nightcore remix of That's Silent That's uh, legit. Yeah, Wait, yeah. sure. The Pure Wait, Mothman on, remix of Silent Night. <laughs> Silent Nightcore. Ooh. Oh, duh. God. Yeah. Oh. What are we, stupid? It's, it's, I think so. <laughs> I definitely am. Um, that, was, that was fruit, like, on the fucking ground, like, still on the branch, my friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fucking apple that you slipped on as you approached <laughs> the tree. It's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was too low, and you... You know, you looked at eyesight and you already couldn't see it because it was so low. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're missing it's the like... forest for the f fruit. You're missing the, low the yeah, you're missing the, the apple from the, the tree. <laughs> <laughs> An apple a day oh. keeps the tree in, in, in the ground. An apple a day doesn't fall too far from the doctor, Damn. what they say. Tree yeah, to be like about. that. <laughs> Trees do be like that. Trees do be like that. Is the thing <laughs> about, thought it. about it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of wild. Well, what do we rate these two uh, Sufjan uh, Christmas volumes? The first two on, Christ Is Jan already on Songs gone? for Christmas. He I think Jan okay. did leave. I'll just do Jan's review for him. Yeah, do, a, yeah. do like a silly German accent. Um, so I would probably say that my oh, favorite good, one back. was the, yeah, hi, I didn't go. Um, I was just looking at birds. Um, so my favorite one was Greensleeves because I respect sex workers. Greensleeves is not wow. on the album, Jan. 
<laughs> it is I, in disguise. It's on in disguise of what is child is this anyway. So it I'll has give him Christian a pass lyrics instead of the sex lyrics. Yes, that's what I mean. No, I'm unconventional. Yeah, we kind of haven't discussed it because Evan um, entered the chat when we ruined it's everything. Fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry. No, I can you're just not. go. No, don't. I wasn't. In, I, I wasn't invited, and I don't know anything about what you're talking about. <laughs> that's but I guess I'll invited. take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, let me just Actually, the... uh, Tony Paoni was like, hey, uh, so, okay, so in the fucking NC chat, we were talking about who our internet crush is, and so I posted a picture, like, pictures of you and Jan, and then Tony was like, I'm gonna, they're podcasting right now, I'm gonna go tell them <laughs> that you said that, and I was like, oh, they're podcasting, cool, I'm gonna check it out. Well, I give Songs for Christmas Volumes 1 and 2, Noel, and whatever the other one is called. I give it a three Chris Christmas points. That's it. Three three Christmas what? points. Okay. I think I'm gonna like I don't know to which scale. Like it, compared to all other Christmas music that is out there that you can buy commercially and listen to on Spotify or whatever, they're both like a ten out of ten because they're, the Sufjan Christmas albums are better than every other Christmas music out there. So, you know. Hard agree. Actually, in the next episode of Pizza My Heart, we're going to be focusing on Christmas music. So maybe I'll have to check these albums out. Yeah. Have a point of reference. Yeah, it's good. Hope you got five hours spare. It's, it's you know, finally on your uh, podcast where you push uh, or, or review unknown musical artists, maybe finally it's time that you cover Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> I mean, he's unknown to me. <laughs> That's true. Maybe, you know, uh, if you want to check out these albums, you can come on another episode and then give us your fresh takes on, on Sufi. And we're going to talk about the regular non-Christmas albums at one point. So, What is this podcast called, by the way? The Age of Pods. The Age of Pods, I think. Oh, what is that a reference to? The Age of Odds. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not like Sufyan USA or something like that? No. No, that would be a very bad <laughs> podcast title. Let's go Sufyan now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. I think we need to like get to the point where uh, Hello Fresh and um, you know Casper Mattresses start to sponsor us, so we can say yeah, now it's time for the Age of Ads. Fuck, that's good. That's good. Damn it. Well, on that note, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, ha- um, uh, reindeer Jan reindeer games Sanford. <laughs> uh, I've been Janos Christmas Uvari. This has been a a brief uh, guest appearance by Evan. You'll want to be taking this log DM. (laughs) Merry Sufjan to all. And to all a good night. Night. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.